0: If you happen to own a property, uh, a home, there's a couple of reasons you never want to become the victim of home title fraud. Number one, a cyber criminal uh, kind of worms his way onto your home's title. He'll take out loan after loan using your home's equity. Then he'll vanish, leaving you to deal with all of it and commit, you know, prove you didn't commit fraud. And number two, you could be a victim of home title fraud and not even know it for months. No agency notifies you or asks you if you sold your home or added someone to your title. You'll find out when the collection calls start for the loans. Those loans, of course, that you didn't even take out. So what do you do about this? Home Title Lock is America's trusted leader. Uh, Number one, just go to hometitlelock.com. Look at the testimonials from retired FBI agents who have had to deal with this before. Then register your home address to see if you're already a victim. When you register to protect your home, there will be a little space for you to tell them that Stu sent you. I would recommend that you do that. Why not? You get 30 risk-free days of protection. HomeTitleLock.com. HomeTitleLock.com. Check it out now and protect yourself. HomeTitleLock.com. The radio show begins in just seconds. entertainment and enlightenment.
1: This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. It is uh, Thursday. There is a lot going on in the news today. Uh, Garland testified, I think perjured himself. Thomas Massey uh, cornered him. We have all of the tape on that. Now the federal government is going after homeschoolers. They've decided not to raise interest rates yesterday, but left the market uh, feeling like, "Wait, what? What is going on? You're you're saying one thing, but you're doing another. What a surprise!" The uh, teachers union, Randy Weingarten, is just out and out lying now. And last night, the Fed, just the federal uh, federal government, decided they were just going to cut the the wa- uh, razor wire. Uh, at the uh, border on uh, Texas at Eagle Pass, just came in, cut it, cameras were rolling. There were mm, about 4,000 Venezuelans waiting on the other side and 14,000. And now it's a state of emergency in Eagle Pass. When is Texas going to actually become Texas? My first or actually my second question to Ken Paxton, and we begin right now. Ken, welcome to the program. I'm glad this is all uh, behind you. Uh, it seemed to me to be an absolute witch hunt, um, but I I wanted to ask you one question uh, on this, because I know you covered a lot of this with um, Tucker Carlson uh, yesterday, but let me, let me go into the Wall Street Journal. Why Ken Paxton was acquitted, uh, and it's by the entire editorial board, and it's just... Ridiculous, but listen to this. It says, Mr. Paxton's defenders are spinning that he was saved by a populist national conservative groundswell to put an end to the Bush era in Texas. What a joke. There is no longer a Bush era in Texas or anywhere else. George P. Bush, Jeb Bush's son, lost to Mr. Paxton. Yep. Well, yes. So, how is that the end of the Bush? Well, these people. What really happened on Saturday is that Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick. Uh, chose to rescue in a rebuke uh, of his rival, House Speaker Dade Phelan. The acquittal is perhaps a satisfying victory for Mr. Patrick over his house rival, but it may not play out so well for Texas Republicans in the longer run. A federal investigation into Mr. Paxton is continuing amid reports that a grand jury has been impaneled. What do you know about that, Ken? Ken?
2: Well, first of all, let me, I, I do have to thank the people of Texas, thank my wife, Angela, and my kids. I am here because by the grace of God and, and the, those people that I just mentioned. Look, the Biden administration, I've seen them 48 times in two and a half years. I've seen the Obama administration 27 times in 27 months. This was organized by the Biden administration. They, and that, people, go, how could that be? It, it happens because in Texas, the speaker is elected by 65 Democrats and 10 Republicans, that's all it takes. And what the Democrats do is they block vote, they figure out which Republican's gonna give them the most, it's a speaker, and they pick Dade Phelan, and why? Because Dade Phelan agreed to this deal with the Biden administration, went straight through the Texas Democrats, and they came after me, and shoot, I've been investigated ever since the day I walked into this office, and I have no doubt that the Biden administration would love to find some way, they've been working on it for years, to get rid of me, and part of that process was the impeachment.
1: So um, I have to tell you, I, I think Phelan should be impeached himself. This was just such a sham uh, of everything that was going on. But let, let me talk about the border here, because, Ken, while you've been away, Texas has been a wuss in many cases. Um, yesterday, the razor wire in Eagle Pass uh, was cut. We have this gigantic colony in Houston, which is, you know, they're they're chaining girls up and raping them one escaped tried to uh and was killed both of them ended up dead uh there's all kinds of cartel activity going on this is a a colony in houston the size of washington dc more people are on the way when is texas going to become texas
2: so i literally had my first briefing on all of this stuff yesterday and from my office we spent obviously i've missed four months and I have people that have left. I There's lots of stuff that I didn't know what was going on because I wasn't allowed to get information from my office. And so yesterday I spent more time talking about immigration and what's going on along the border and what can we do. And so we're in the process of looking at potential lawsuits. I don't have an army of soldiers that can go out and do anything about it. I know. That's so not what the legislature gives me. Uh, all I can do is what I can do in court. And so... You know, we already had a bunch of lawsuits filed against the Biden administration, but we're definitely looking at more. and We're trying to figure out how can we stop this travesty uh, with, which the Biden administration is promoting. And, and it, it's pretty clear to me they do not care about the American people. This is it, so horrible. And the consequences for people on the border that are that are U.S. citizens and for our state are devastating. And those consequences with drugs and crime are going to be felt in this country For a long time to come.
1: So did the governor reach out to you yesterday at all about the wire cutting?
2: I had, I did not hear from his office yesterday. My staff may have, but I did not.
1: Okay. I didn't know about it until you just said something. No one, no one from the governor's office called you about the federal government cutting the razor wire and letting thousands of people in across our border at Eagle pass. No one called you.
2: I heard about that story on right before your show started. As I listened to the news, that's when I heard about the work and I did not know.
1: Okay. Uh, the, um, you said to Tucker yesterday in your interview with him and just kind of, it just kind of just, just went and he didn't follow up. And I found this, Quite important. The Court of Appeals in the state of Texas apparently now you cannot prosecute voter fraud in Texas. Is that this true?
2: Is, yes, that is correct. They struck down a law from 1951. And by the way, one, I have four things that I'm supposed to do under the Constitution. And the final thing is such things as are required by law. And in 1951, the legislature directed the Attorney General. It's the only thing I have original jurisdiction on as it relates to criminal matters was voter fraud. And the Court of Criminal Appeals, all Republican, by the way, and by the way, nobody knows who they are. This is why I think they've been put there. And I'm, I'm convinced they're, they're, they're not Republicans because they struck down this law and it said that I don't have the authority to go to court as attorney general because I'm in the executive branch. That, that was their rationale for striking down it was unconstitutional for the attorney general to be in court. I'm like, is that the most insane decision ever? But they did it, and now it's up to the local DAs to prosecute it. You oh, my think gosh. Travis County, the Travis County, the Dallas County, the Harris County, which is Houston, Bear County, they're not going to prosecute voter fraud. Guess what? They just opened up voter fraud, and the, the people of Texas need to know that. And that there's three of the nine members up coming up in March for a primary. We have to find people to run. And we have to beat those people or we are going to lose the state because I tried to get this law passed again so that I would have I could start doing it again and make them strike it down again. And guess who killed it? Dade Phelan. I called them. He never returned my calls. But I was told by his team that they had they didn't have time to pass this law, even though I got it. Oh, my gosh. That's where we are with Dade Phelan. That's where we are with the Texas House. And that's where we are with the Court of Criminal Appeals that no one knows. And by the way, that is our highest court. It's like our Supreme Court. We're only one, st- uh, one of two states that has this for all criminal matters. So I have no appeal right. So when they strike down this as unconstitutional and say, I can't prosecute voter fraud, I have no ability to get around that. I'm stuck. And that's what
1: I'm trying to fix. Okay, so who needs to be called? The, the House? The House needs to pass this next time. It's a lost
2: two years that I can't prosecute voter fraud. And in March, I am I think we're I think we're going to have three people to run against the members of the Court of Appeals. We've got to get those people elected because we lost 8-1. And if we can get three new members, we'll at least be 5-4, and we'll be sending the message, you cannot strike down... Uh, okay, who are those three members?
1: Who are the three members that are... That uh, are I do not have that off the don't top have of it? my head. Look, I... Okay. Yeah, I'll find and I them. Bet you, Yeah,
2: three members are going to be up this time. I think uh, one of them is like uh, Michelle Slaughter think barbara hervey and i'm trying to remember the, the third one i think those are the three that are up
1: okay we'll find out and uh I, big I, deal I, I don't
2: i don't think there's any more important issue than making sure we fix that court because why did this happen
1: how did this happen okay so i
2: think george soros in my opinion he's not, he was trying to do three things one get the da's elected in these liberal counties so he he beat all these democratic da's that were prosecuting crimes he did in travis county an un, unseated democrat there that he did. It was actually prosecuted crimes. He did the same thing in San Antonio. So he got control of that, knowing full well that this would affect vote, voting. Second, he put he helped put nine members on the Supreme Court. Actually, eight. Kevin Yuri is awesome. Uh, the other eight, no one knows who they are. And I think he, because Republicans don't know who these people are, um, he was able to get these members of the court to strike down this law. And then the third strategy was get rid of me. And then there's no hope. There's nowhere to go. So that was the goal. They didn't get rid of me. So there's still hope and we've got to change the quarterback field and we've got to get the house next time to pass this law.
1: You know, Donald Trump said yesterday, let me see if I can actually quote him on, uh, on something. Uh, he said yesterday, uh, that we, if there is a defeat in 2024, um, It will mean the end of the country. The 2024 presidential election will be nothing less than the final battle for the U.S. I'm beginning to think that that is absolutely true if we make it to 2024.
2: I I told him uh, when he was running for re-election in May that I was fighting a battle to stop massive mail-out ballots in all the biggest counties, Travis County, which is Austin, Harris County, which is Houston, we had 12 lawsuits. And I said, if I don't win every single one of those lawsuits, you're going to lose Texas. He's like, what? That's not possible. I said, it doesn't matter what your polling says. If they can send out six or seven million ballots or just one county, say Harris County sends out 2.5 million ballots, you won by 600 votes, 600,000 votes, you're not going to win Texas. They will count votes because we can't verify if they just mail them out to everybody and there's no signature verification, which is still not even the best way to... Make sure people are voting right. And we have no way to verify they're going to be able to cheat, count as many ballots as they want. They'll figure out how, what their numbers are. And guess what? We stopped every one of those 12 lawsuits, even though we were, we were in terrible places with terrible judges. And I watched election night and I was like, this is exactly, they stopped counting votes for a couple of days. Why? So they can figure out how many votes they needed to count with these mail-in ballots. And that's exactly what happened in these other states. And whenever I bring it up, they say I'm crazy, but that's exactly what they did.
1: You know, one thing I really worry about is the number of uh, illegals in our country, the ones that we don't even know about. We already, since Biden got into office, we have already passed the population of 15 different states. Combinations of three states uh, would equal the amount that has come in. Um, it, It is it's you're seeing crime and everything else and we're only seeing the surface of this um i i wonder if texas can stand how much is this changing if they can just uh register uh or or get people in here to do uh voting which is their plan beyond that the crime the uh social services the hospitals i i I, we're so close to the border if we don't get this border sealed we're done
2: no this is the plan you know people are like why is biden doing this two reasons one is the first reason voting getting as many of these people into republican states that they can become voters whether it's legal or illegal right now they can vote illegally no one's going to do anything about it. it won't matter second They wanted to get as many people, uh, illegals into these Republican states, because guess what? We're doing better than the Democratic states. We have low taxes, less regulation, more opportunity, better governance, and they wanna bring in more problems. They wanna take us down because the story is too good for Texas and Florida and Tennessee and Utah. The Republican states are successful. The Democratic states are losing people because people are voting with their feet. And the Biden administration said, Okay, we'll make you pay for it. We're going to make you pay for all this stuff. Schooling, health care, law enforcement, crime. Your kids are going to die. We're going to get you. And that's what the Biden administration is all about.
1: Well, uh, any good news to report? Uh, yeah, there is a God and there's always hope. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I have to tell you, um, it looked... Uh, it looked like they were going to be able to railroad you. And look, I know you're not a perfect person, um, but uh, you know, the, uh, I had a real problem when they came uh, to the impeachment hearings after promising, just like the Democrats do, all kinds of evidence, all kinds of, and then literally nothing. Uh, they said
2: their lawyers, Glenn, said it was going to be ten times worse than the public knew, and, and guess what? It was ten times less. They tried to railroad me out by having no due process, no sworn testimony, which is required by law, no due process, no chance for me to refute any of this stuff, all done secretly, no transparency, done in three days and designed to smother me because now I'm out of office, I have no resources, I spent all my money on the campaign, I I had no lawyers, I had three months to figure out what they had and they kept hiding the information even though they were required to turn it over. They, and then, of course, I had a gag order, so I couldn't defend myself. I couldn't go out and talk. I couldn't call you. What On the you other hand, what? they, had a, they were able to leak information to the press, and every day I was getting pounded. All of that was was against me, and yet, because of the people of Texas, because of my strong family support, my wife's support, and because, by the grace of God, you know I just decided I'm going to fight this to the last second. I will not resign because if they win this, then they can just do this to anybody they want. Exactly. I will not let the voters down.
1: So so who's going to pay for this? I mean, is any is <laughs> any investigation? I don't want revenge. I want this no. not to be able to happen again.
2: No. So Dan Patrick, God bless him for this. He, he called for an audit, which I think is fair because they were trying to hide how much money they were spending. So I think we're going to find out how much money they spent, which is millions. And look, it's totally unfair to push somebody out of office with no proof. And then I've got to go pay for it and I could lose just because they have all the money from the taxpayers and I'm left with just nothing. Most people would not have made it through that with no resources. And that is unfair for the house to be able to suspend me with no proof and then take away Glenn Hager, the comptroller, illegally cuts my salary off to punish me, even though he had no authority to do that, and he still hasn't started my salary back, and I'm supposed to survive this? They did everything they could to
1: make it impossible for me to get the truth out and to survive. This is so we Against we're, we're the becoming, will of the voters. Against the will of the voters. We are, we are becoming uh, an old Soviet state. It's terrifying. This is Texas, Glenn. Texas. Oh, I, I know. I know. Ken, thank you very much. I appreciate it. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you. There's a lot of work to do. Let me tell you about uh, Patriot Mobile. The cultural divide in America is widening along moral lines. And if you've you've got your feet planted on either side, the time is coming when you're going to have to choose which side are you on. In fact, the time has passed. If you care about your country, you've got to do things that are easy to do. And here's one of them. PatriotMobile.com slash Peck. Well, I don't want to switch. It's a hassle. Really? I'm sorry. I, I didn't see the part in the Constitution saving the Republic is not going to give you a hassle. Patriot Mobile will make it easy to switch. 878-PATRIOT. Free activation. You can keep your phone number. You can keep your phone. You can upgrade your phone. You're going to save money. And they take some of their profits A lot of their profits, and they put it right back in to fight the good fight. Stand with the people who are standing with you. This is the lowest bar of entry. Make your choice. PatriotMobile.com slash back. PatriotMobile.com slash back 878 Patriot. Also, let me tell you about uh, Relief Factor. Um, Relief Factor has helped Danny a great deal. He wrote in about his experience. Danny's a mailman, snow, rain, heat, gloom of night, not going to slow him down. But pain, pain in his back from carrying that mail all his life certainly was slowing him down. He heard me talking about relief factor. He decided to give it a try. Within a week, he was uh, talking to his chiropractor about it because he couldn't believe the difference. chiropractor told him he wasn't surprised he actually recommends relief factor to a lot of his patients. Now Danny can do his job every day without having to feel like a car ran over him. You want your life back? Call Relief Factor now. ReliefFactor.com. 800-4-RELIEF. number 800, the number 4 relief. It's ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. 10 seconds, Station ID. My Meet the Candidates podcast series continues with Ron DeSantis today. He's coming into the uh, studios this afternoon. Uh, it will air first for Blaze TV subscribers tonight and on my YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcasts this Saturday. Uh, it's uh, just a reminder. The podcast series is open to all presidential candidates. Well, Asa Hutchinson and Doug Berman, Bergen are not probably. Doug Bergen. Whatever pergamentum. Yeah, we've in we've extended an invitation to everyone campaigning, everyone from Donald Trump to RFK Junior. And we'd love to do a podcast with all of them uh, tonight. Ron DeSantis joins me. It's at 9 p.m. Eastern on Blaze TV. Uh, you can join us at blaze slash Glenn. I got a lot of questions for him as the presidential candidate. Ron DeSantis joins me. Tonight. Holy cow is I mean, is there any let up of what this government is doing? How come you won't talk about Ron (laughs) DeSantis? How come you won't talk about Donald Trump? How come you won't put him on your podcast? I just said. How come? How come? Oh my gosh!
0: You're not talking about Nikki Haley. Uh, Why aren't you I, talking about Nikki Haley? I've you had Nikki DeSantis, Haley. or Mr. DeSantis booster over here. Well, I'll tell you what. You I've won't had, talk about Donald Trump. Uh, I've
1: had. I've you won't had,
0: talk about Asa Hutchinson. Uh, you you no, won't talk. Won't. To, oh, oh that true. <laughs> I won't. I won't do that. One. That's every single that. comment. No matter what, whatever whatever candidate you talk program. about. Yeah. Hey, you won't talk about all the other candidates (laughs) i want you to talk
1: about (laughs) yeah american financing nmls Uh, 182334 www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org okay sometimes it seems like the moment you open your eyes in the morning till the moment you finally get them closed at the end of the day everything in between is just a blur if you are a fiscally responsible person you should find a little time in your day today to give the mortgage consultants uh, over at American Financing a quick call. Here's what that call is going to do for you. They're going to look over some of your finances and see if there's some areas that can be improved. They have salary-based mortgage consultants whose only job it is to get you into the right home loan and to save you money. They won't do business with you if if they can't help you, if, they, if it doesn't work for you. They are not incentivized just to sell you a loan. Uh, also, if you don't qualify, your credit score isn't perfect. They can help you out. They've got a program they're putting people through to boost your credit score, and it's absolutely free. American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800 906 AmericanFinancing.net.
0: And you get early access to that podcast with Ron DeSantis. If you're a Blaze TV subscriber, BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn.
1: From the uh, White House pool reports, uh, there was a fundraiser with President Joe Biden yesterday. We are now looking for the audio or video if there is any, but here's what happened.
0: This is terrifying. From last night's White House pool report at a fundraiser, Biden, quote, reflected on his decision to seek the presidency. He told the story about the events of Charlottesville in 2017 as the reason for his campaign. Mm -hmm. This is exactly how it's written. I'm quoting a few minutes later. He told the story again,
1: nearly word for word. Well, maybe. Maybe he was testing the audience. (laughs) That's where you have to go, I think, to. uh, I mean, that is terrifying. That is terrifying that the man can be talking and he doesn't know that he just. What is wrong with us? Honest to God, America, what is wrong with you? How is this not clearly a problem? Look at what is happening in our court system. Look what Massey had to say yesterday to our attorney general. You seen this yet? Watch. Here's the first clip from uh, Massey and our, our attorney general, the chief law enforcement officer of our country. Listen to this.
3: That was your answer to a question to me two years ago. When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. Oh, last time, you don't know how many there were or there were none? I don't know the answer to either of those questions. If there were any, I don't know how many. I don't know whether there are any. Oh, my gosh. I think you may have just perjured yourself that you don't know that there were any. You want to say that again that you don't know that there I were have any no personal knowledge of this matter. I think what I said the you've, last time You've had two just, years to find it, out, and it, the day by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps, and yesterday you indicted him. <laughs> Isn't that a wonderful coincidence? On a misdemeanor. Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there yet. You've got the guy on video who's saying go into the Capitol. He's directing people to the Capitol before the speech ends. He's at the site of the first breach. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor. The American
1: public isn't buying it. Okay, now listen. This is what he said about that question in 2021. Listen.
3: I was hoping today to give you an opportunity to put to rest the concerns that people have that there were federal agents or assets of the federal government present on January 5th and January 6th. Can you tell us, without talking about particular incidents or particular videos, how many agents or assets of the federal government were present on January 6th, whether they agitated to go into the Capitol and if any of them did? So I'm not going to violate this norm of, uh, of, of uh, the rule of law. I'm not going to comment on an investigation that's ongoing. Hmm.
1: How, do you, how do you investigate January 6th and you don't, you haven't even asked if we had any agents on the ground? How is that even possible how's it possible is anyone else beside people who voted differently than joe biden is anyone else saying wait a minute ray epps he was on the fbi's most wanted list then they removed his picture after a few days Then when people said, wait a minute, who is this guy? Others identified him as Ray Epps. He then becomes no big deal. The New York Times does this love letter to Ray Epps. He's on videotape saying we got to go in there. We got to go in tomorrow. We go in. We have videotape. Of him actually looking at one guy who's standing at the gate, who's not trying to open it up. And he leans in and whispers in his ear. And pretty soon, not long after the whisper in the ear, within seconds, that guy starts shoving the gate open and letting everybody in. And Ray Epps actually said in testimony, I was just telling him, this isn't you. The cops are our friends don't do this really cuz he was peaceful before and this guy now is on getting a misdemeanor he's everything the biden administration says is a problem he's everything All of the people that were there around him when he was given the speech the night before, everybody around him, Trump supporters, real Trump supporters, were shouting, fed, 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 because they sensed this was a setup. Does anybody have a problem with that? Does anybody have a problem with what uh, Garland is doing, slow walking every investigation in Washington and then putting grandmas in jail? Look, we don't usually prosecute people who lie on their form, you know, for their gut. You, excuse me, what? You, this administration, this one, isn't looking for every opportunity to put somebody in jail. A white guy, huh?
4: I, 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 uh,
1: I'm not sure I know how to help anymore. I really don't. I, I'm, 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 I'm having a very difficult time, uh, because the hour is growing very, very late and I don't see the movements. Uh, I, you know, here's what I see. Here's what I see. I see people getting so frustrated that they're like, you know what, get them. I I see that. I see, you know, guys apparently talking about, you know, the Roman empire all the time. I don't even know what that is. Stu, how many times do you think of the Roman empire a day?
0: I mean, zero, but I have read two Marcus Aurelius books in the last year. Right. So okay. that's a
1: problem. All right. So is that a problem? I, I'd like to say it was no. zero.
0: That was my yeah. initial response. But then, no, actually. Mine is, than my,
1: my answer to that is never, but I spell never N-E-5-E-R. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is ridiculous. And I'm hearing people, we need a new Caesar. No, No, we don't. No, we don't. No, we don't. Where are the people that are learning the Constitution? Where are the people that are standing for the Constitution? You have brave whistleblowers now, but nobody seems to care about what the whistleblowers are saying. And these whistleblowers are credible. You know their names. They're taking the heat. It's not like, well, when you hear what this whistleblower who we won't tell you who it is, even though everybody knows who it is already. Uh, and that makes him suspect. Uh, We're not going to tell you that that's him because he's got stuff that you won't believe. And then where's the stuff? Just exactly what happened to Ken Paxton. Do you know that the governor yesterday... Well, let me just tell you this one. Let me just tell you this one. This shows me how deep the problems are. Do you remember talking about a a couple from Germany who had seven kids, the Romeki family. And they came over here. This is like 2013. And they came over here because the state said they had to teach their kids. I don't remember what it was. And they were like, no, that violates our religious point of view. No, we can't do that. And so they were going to take the kids away. And so they decided to come over here. And after a battle with the Obama administration, They were allowed to stay here in Virginia. Do you know what the Biden administration just did? After leaving these people alone for 10 years, giving them hope that America was a place that they could actually have freedom of religion without any notice or anything, they just called them up and said, by the way, you have to return to Germany. You're out. We've got two and a half to three million people in the last two years coming across our border. And yet you have this family in Virginia that is peaceful, kind, productive. All they want is to teach their kids about God. And our government, this shows you how much money and how deep this goes. When you have time in these days, To go, uh, you remember that family? Get them. The governor in Pennsylvania yesterday just signed uh, a new order where now you can be registered to vote with your driver's license. Okay. Except that's not what the law says. The governor cannot do that. The legislature has to. And they currently have a system where you go to get your driver's license and you have to check a box. I want to register my vote now or not. All you have to do is check a box. That's too much work. They took the box off. The governor did it by himself. Disregarding the Constitution of Pennsylvania. Don't worry, they can do it. I, I, I've I've got something prepared for next hour that um, is the answer, but I, I I I don't I don't think I'm not sure if people want the answer. I, I I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I think pe- so many people have buried their heads, and the people who are actually aware of it are like, uh, what do, I mean, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? I'm so close to just saying, get to the mountains, gang. Get to the mountains. Let God sort all this stuff out. It's going to be ugly. Ugly. Because we refuse to turn back to him. After September 11th, well, we, we learned our lesson. Oh, God, help us. Oh, God, help us. And we actually meant, oh, God, help us. <laughs> we went our own way. And now look at where we are. I pray for you every day. I ask that you would pray for me, and my staff, and for guidance. I don't. I don't even. I, I'm getting to the point where I don't know what is true anymore. I don't know it's. I don't know it's true. I mean, I've been duped and fooled so many times in so many ways that I'm. I'm like you know, and and it you know, I believe in the best in people. I I believe in the people of America. I believe in you. And I know we can turn this around. I just wonder where the hell our armies are. Where where and I mean armies of of even bureaucrats, of think tank people who are actually doing something these people have thought this through for years this is not happening through happenstance it's not because biden sucks this is a plan where's ours where is our where is the group that is we can coalesce around more in a minute. You know what happens when your car goes out of warranty. It's inevitable. It starts to go bad. And if it's something big, something really big or something incredibly small, like a little computer chip that stops working and it's from China, God bless you. Good luck with that. That little computer chip probably costs more than the car is worth at that point, and after it goes to that big car manufacturing plant in the sky, it's the wrong time to try to take care of it. If you will enroll in Car Shield, you'll get the protection that uh, that starts as low as $100 a month, flexible month-to-month coverage, your choice of an ASE-certified mechanic, 24-7 uh, coast-to-coast roadside assistance, and complimentary towing and rental car options. You also get... No long-term contracts, and Car Shield administrators are going to handle all the paperwork and repairs, so you don't have to. Maybe the m- most important thing of all, considering the whole inflation problem, price lock guarantee. Your price will never go up. No matter how many claims you file, it'll never go up. The mileage of your car increases. It will not go up. CarShield. CarShield.com. Slash back. Go there now. Save 20%. Carshield.com slash Beck or use the promo code Beck at 800 227 6100. 800 227 6100. Glenn Beck.
0: If you're someone who takes shooting seriously, you know that getting good requires a ton of practice. It's not easy. And that practice used to mean spending a lot of ammunition at the range until iTarget came along. That is, if you have ever seen competitive shooters try this, where they go on and do these timing drills on the ranges. I mean, first of all, it's really fun to watch. Um, I could not do what they do, but you can get better and better and get closer and closer to that level with iTarget Pro, and you don't have to spend a dime on ammunition. Well, now they have the new iTarget Cube, and you can really simulate what they're doing in these competitions. It's really cool, you have these with your existing laser bullets, if you have them already, if not you can get them at iTarget Pro. Uh, You can buy one, you can upgrade to the three pack of these cubes for a really cool, unique training experience. You can really practice anything, Uh, random shooting drills, clearing drills, random mode to test your ability to react, all while the system times every shot that you make. You can practice alone, you can compete with friends. And because the system works with your home's Wi-Fi, you can place cubes anywhere in your home and practice self-defense scenarios safely without the expense and inconvenience of having to go to the shooting range and spend all that cash. Um if you want the benefits of staying in practice, if you want none of the drawbacks, then iTarget is for you. Right now, you can save 10% plus free shipping with the offer code Blaze10 when you go to itargetpro.com. itargetpro.com the code is Blaze10. Be in good practice. It's itargetpro.com code Blaze10.
1: All right, uh back in April, I gave a speech that just uh came pouring out of me. uh I had been praying and praying and praying, and i I got up, I just landed, walked off the plane, got onto a stage, and just blah and it I think is the most powerful speech I've ever given. I've been asked to give that speech again by the uh, Eagle Forum. And uh, so I'm going to give that speech again. Um, I'm going to do it uh, this time in uh, Salt Lake City. America is a covenant nation, but what does it mean? I want you to bring your kids, your teenagers, your young adult children so they can learn the principles of the Constitution, why it's important, and the promise God has made for America, and how we can heal it. Just uh, go to... um, eventbright.com and uh, search for my name Glenn Beck and you'll find it. It's happening Thursday, October nineteenth, six thirty to nine PM Mountain Time, Mountain American Exposition Center uh, in Sandy, Utah. Make sure that you go to eventbright.com. Okay. Oh man, man alive. How are you doing, Stu? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Glenn? I am doing so well.
0: Really? Yeah. That's good to hear. Yeah. I don't believe you at all. You don't believe me? No. Well,
1: I think things are going to get even... Uh, they are actually going to get a little happier. Peter Navarro is uh, joining us. Okay. You know who Peter Navarro um, is? Yes, I do. Okay. What, what, is, he, what is he doing right well, now? He's in a bit of
0: a, a, a tough moment himself. Yeah. Dealing uh, with a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, he's uh, trying to defend himself... And take on this administration in court. Talk to him next. Let me tell you about uh, Mantis X. Mantis X is a way to keep your game up if you're a shooter. Uh, I love to shoot. My son and I, we shoot all the time. We skeet shoot. We target shoot with our pistols. uh, And we love it. We have competitions as families. uh, And it's a fun way to spend an afternoon. It's becoming a very expensive way to spend an afternoon. Uh, So we don't do it as much as we used to, but you still have to keep your your shooting skills. If you're going to carry a gun, you better be a good shot. Okay, dry fire practicing or just going to the range and spending the money on the ammunition. You can learn with Mantis X a lot faster. You attach this to the firearm, connect it to an app on your smartphone or your tablet via Bluetooth. Then whenever you're actually firing rounds or dry fire practicing, it gives you instant feedback, shows you exactly what you're doing as you pull the trigger. It is literally like having a firearms instructor who never misses anything right next to you tells you exactly what you need to do to improve most people in fact it's 94 percent of the people improve within 20 minutes of using mantis x it's really really great MantisX.com. Mantisx.com. mantis this one in my opinion is a no-brainer mantis
0: to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Well, the world's about to change yet again. Rupert Murdoch has just resigned uh, at the head of News Corp, giving it to his son, who just loves conservatives. <laughs> Nothing's going to change it. all. Oh, don't worry about that. Glad I'm out. Glad I started the plays. Have you joined us yet? You might want to think about it. Also, uh, on the docket on today's program is Peter Navarro. Uh, Peter is an American patriot. He went to the White House for public service. Um, You know, they're now throwing him. They just are putting him in leg irons. He was the chief China strategist holding the line on China. He was the White House manufacturing czar. He was the Defense Production Act policy coordinator during the the pandemic. He holds a Ph.D. in economics from Harvard and uh, now kind of needs your help, too, because uh, he's going against the federal government and they've apparently got a lot of money. I don't know who their sugar daddy is, but he looks an awful lot like us. But Peter Navarro is here to tell us what exactly is going on and how you can help. We do that in 60 seconds. Tragically, we face an active evil. I mean, honestly, I don't understand how people cannot see the evil that is all around and how many people have just slipped into the fog and the darkness of it. We've got to pull our brothers and sisters out of there and the way to do that is with love and compassion and that's why i want to talk to you about pre-born pre-born people have been standing up against abortion thank god thank you catholics for carrying the lion's share of that for so long but people have been standing up and a lot of people when you think of pro-life people you think of them shouting baby color that's not the way to change anybody's heart pre-born does it right First of all, they partner with these clinics all over in the in the roughest, highest Planned Parenthood neighborhoods. And they partner in there. And what they do is they offer free ultrasounds. So they buy an ultrasound machine for about fifteen thousand dollars. And then they hire a technician. They train that technician. And so when mom comes in, she gets a free ultrasound that changes the minds of moms on who are thinking about abortion by 50 percent. Then, because they have compassion, and when you meet these women, they, they, they're they not baby killers. Man, they're stuck. They don't know what to do. I mean, some are, but they don't know what to do. Right now, they're taking care of these moms for up to two and a half years. That's the way to stop this. Please help. Go to preborn.com Beck. That's preborn.com slash Beck. And just... Uh, just offer anything that you can. Uh widow's might, or 15,000 will buy a machine. Please help preborn.com slash back. sponsored by Preborn. Peter Navarro. How are you, sir? <laughs> well, actually. Brother Beck, man. <laughs>
5: hey, let's, first of all, let's celebrate uh, Rupert standing down. But uh, as you pointed out, uh, we're not any better cut the fox court that's all i can say
1: yeah right? so. yeah geez i mean it is it's amazing okay. what that place has become isn't it just amazing
5: well it's interesting to me a lot of people i know over there are still there they, they, they they've turned in like these um, plantation slaves you know to keep their job they just yeah told the toes over the never trump kind of the hate mag line and i mean it must make it sad to you as much as it's sad to me but the worst glenn is they're friggin' dangerous at fox because people there's still people out there who think that that's a conservative network and now but maybe having lachlan there running the thing people people get
1: get the idea <laughs> yeah, but, they might, they like might wake up <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah, yeah. might might yeah. wake up a bit. But,
5: Thanks for mentioning my legal problems, defendpeter.com. Defendpeter.com is my legal defense fund. Um, the first time somebody told me this, I, I kinda, it kind of caught me by surprise, but it actually is true. I'm fighting, as is Donald Trump, the biggest law firm in the world. Okay? Oh, yeah. the, the Department of Injustice is the biggest freaking law firm in the world. They're trying to put Trump in prison. They're trying to put me in prison, Rudy, Johnny, everybody... I served with, and look, Glenn, you know this. all I ever did was create jobs, save lives, and oh, by the way, solve a couple of labor strikes, like the last time the u a w went out, and I'm being charged with a crime that hasn't been a crime since the days of George Washington and I'm facing up to two years in prison with a conviction. And so a, you know, a tell DC me what court. they're charge.
1: Tell tell everybody what they're charging you with. Sure,
5: the uh, the the charge is failing to comply with a congressional subpoena. Okay, mm-hmm. so I get the subpoena from uh, the J. Sixth Committee. Let's remember, nine people, seven of them Democrats, rabid Trump impeachers, two rhinos and Liz Cheney and Kinshia. I mean, a total witch hunt, as the president often would say. And they, they're demanding I testify and provide documents. Now, here's the thing. President Trump did what George Washington did for, for, as our first president. He invoked what's called executive privilege. And for the entire history of a Republican, entire history of the Supreme Court and the Department of Justice, has recognized that... People like me, which is to say the highest advisors to the president, we're called alter egos to the president, absolutely cannot be compelled to testify. And the reason is not to hide anything. It's simply to guarantee confidentiality in in discussions with any president so that he and the White House can make the best possible decisions. So, I mean it's the constitutional separation of powers.
1: Here's hang on just a sec, so Peter. This is Go this is ahead. this is, yeah. this is honestly ahead. what they're what they're doing now to the attorneys too. I, I can't believe I live in a country where all of his attorneys who gave him advice are also they didn't do anything wrong like in uh Watergate oh. where they were involved oh. in the crime These guys were giving advice just like you to the president. And the reason why you have to have that is because sometimes when you're spitballing things, you'll say crazy things. I don't know. What do you say we just take China and flush them down the toilet? And everybody goes, Peter, we're not going to do that. OK, well, if they if that's not confidential, everything comes out that you're just spitballing and no one will give honest advice. That's the problem with this.
5: And and for in you know, like the George Washington Jefferson times, it would be like let's say you you sign a treaty with France, right? And it turns out that in discussions, France could have got a better deal, and then it comes out afterwards. It's like you know, I mean, it's just it's just wrong. So I found myself um, in the crosshairs of the J six committee. And President Trump I told I said from the very outset, President Trump has invoked executive privilege. Not my privilege to waive by law. Go negotiate a waiver of the privilege. I'd be happy to cooperate with you. Okay? And that's the way it went. They never contacted the president. Um and down the road they go after me and here I here this I is sit. Crazy. But this is important, Glenn. Um my, my my attorney, these two of the guys, Stanley uh, Woodward and Stan Brand, Stan Brand is like, these guys are the top-notch constitutional scholars we have with respect to executive privilege in the country. We have a beautiful shot at the appeal. We always thought it would probably come to appeal because of how, how the trial unfolded, but... But you know, if it's on my tombstone that says that I defended the constitutional separation of powers successfully, then you know I'll die a happy man, and and that's what this fight's about, Glenn. I'm I'm telling you, it's like they're destroying every aspect of our judicial system. Everything. And by the way, my buddies, they're not just trying to put them in prison; they're they're trying to disbar them. And it's like a million bucks. You know, I believe. Like I was one of the blue collar guys going in. Yeah. I, in the Trump administration, you know, not the hedge fund types.
1: And no, nobody has honestly. Money. Peter, I, I have, have I've kind of been money. in the courtroom with the federal government yeah. on the other side, and I'm telling you, there's, yeah. there's, if they. If they want to change the rules, if they want to just disobey the court, they'll do it. They'll do it. And nobody oh, has yeah. the money that they have. So l- let me ah. let me switch gears here. First of all, if you want to yep. help him out, defendpeter.com. That's defendpeter.com. Um, I urge you to uh, help with the legal defense of really all of these guys who are, are fighting this injustice. Um, Peter, let me, let me switch to a couple of things, uh, and yeah, they, they revolve around the economy. First of all, the strike. The strike uh, I mean, Trump has, you know, outwitted Joe Biden, which is not hard. He's on his way to Detroit <laughs> yeah. because yeah. these guys are being screwed by the government, and nobody's talking about it with this E.V. Yeah. thing.
5: That's going to yeah, give exactly. Right? So yeah, let me connect all the dots here, and let me go back four years ago to kind of like my my most fun, and it was fun. Forty eight hours at the White House, and I was a manufacturing czar, and so the boss and I were watching this this GM UAW strike uh, quite intently and quite worryingly because it's stretching over a month and there's no end in sight to the thing. So he kind of gives me the nod. He goes, to "See what you can do." And so I uh I, I make a calls and I, I managed to act kind of as the intermediary between uh the GM side and uh the UAW side. I was working right with the uh, the, the then president of the UAW at the time. And 48 hours, we got a deal, Glenn, that both sides were happy with, okay? Now, you fast forward to now, There's not a snowball chance in Hades that I could do that again because of what the Biden regime has done on two fronts, one on the inflation front, one on the the China EV front, okay? So Ford and GM, the even though they've been making money of late, they face the worst possible future of bankruptcy even at current wage and benefit levels. And the reason why is because of biden's green new deal uh, uh, ev mandates electric vehicle mandates right and that necessarily has shipped a lot of the supply chain off to china and then you have that i don't know if you like elon musk but that guy that guy went over to shanghai he's made the biggest ev plant in the world using chinese slave labor and their pollution havens and their government subsidies and he's getting ready to bury this country with communist Chinese exports, and there's no way that GM and Ford are going to be able to compete with that in a Biden regime. But you know, Trump, we, we had the tariffs and, and we, we kept that, that those people at bay. So, so the point is that from the from the automaker's point of view, they can't really give a lot to the UAW. Now, from the UAW's point of view. It's almost even worse because we're in like this this inflationary part now, and and there's no end in this in sight. So let's suppose you're the UAW president. You negotiate 30% wage hike over four years. That sounds pretty good, but what if you get 30% inflation or 35%? Mm -hmm. You've gone nowhere. And so what they want, here's the thing for your listeners to watch. There's only one thing to watch in this negotiation. It's the COLA. And I'm not talking about Coca-Cola. I'm talking about a cost of living adjustment. They lost that back in 2007. The UAW wants that back. It's, it's a major sticking point. And if they don't get a COLA, they will not be insulated against Biden's inflation. But if the, UA, if the, if the auto companies give them the COLA, that's a whole bundle of risk that will probably help take them down. So it's a stalemate.
1: I mean, okay? the, just, so it, just, ahead. just the EV alone. I think Ford is losing what? $2 billion. Just, this this last year uh, before the year fiscal yep. year was up. Uh, and yep. I, I tried to buy a Ford truck over the summer. They told me yep. that, you know, you're going to have to wait. You could order one now, but it might be six months to 18 months. And, what? You're not you're not building you're not able to build your best selling vehicle on time. You don't you don't have a glut of those when people want them. That's your best selling vehicle. Instead, you're making EVs that are are worthless to most people. It, I mean, it, this is the disaster from the Biden administration. Disaster.
5: It, it, let's look at it from a technology point of view. OK, so the, the combustion uh engine fossil fuel car, right? A lot of the UAW jobs and the high-value-added stuff is in what? It's the engine, okay? Correct. There's no engine in an EV. What's the engine in an EV? It's the battery, right? That's 30% of the cost of the entire car at this point, right? Who has the competitive, comparative advantage
1: in battery making?
5: It's communist China.
1: Yeah. It's communist China. Not even China. close. Not even close. And
5: so, I, just these people, I was like, if you look at kind of the, the, the massive overspending bills that Biden has passed, um, shamefully with, the, with some rhino Republicans' help, a lot of that money is going to be siphoned out of the country over to communist China. right? So American taxpayers are basically subsidizing the demise of the American auto companies. Go figure. Go friggin' figure
1: we're talking to peter i mean we're, go ahead we're talking to peter navarro peter can you i don't know how much time do you have you have an extra 20 minutes this morning
5: hey free for you Glenn, okay. whatever
1: you need. <laughs> all right hang on no, just, I a, I, just great i love what you do thank you um hang on peter navarro uh because i want to talk to him about the stock market i want to talk to him about uh china uh, what the fed did yesterday uh, and manufacturing if we lose these plants if we lose them, and we're going to lose them if we keep going down this road, if we lose these plants, Americans cannot be secure in their defense. It was the American auto workers that won World War II. And I don't know. We're talking about World War III. What do you say we have some people that can make stuff? Let's talk to you first about my Patriot Supply. It is strange to talk about, but we are on the precipice of the financial kind of times that produce mass food shortages. We are just in a a world of hurt. And before it really hits, because it's here, gang. It is here. We're just at the beginning of it. And how does a man go bankrupt? Over a long period of time and then all at once. We're not at the all at once. We're, t- we're headed closer and closer to that all at once every day. MyPatriotSupply.com. Prepare for uh, with emergency food that will stay fresh for up to 25 years. Enjoy a wide variety of delicious food kits offering 2,000 calories every day for optimum strength under stress. And don't forget about water filtration and purification products. These are perfect for your bug-out bag, your survival supra- supply, or just your camping pack. One thing is sure in the world... The only thing constant is change, and we should stock up now. Order by 3 p.m. today, and your items will ship the same day. It's fast. It's mypatriotsupply.com, mypatriotsupply.com. Prepare for what's coming next, mypatriotsupply.com. 10 seconds, station ID. So, Peter, yesterday, Donald Trump made a statement that was pretty stark. He said, I don't think we make it unless we can re- uh, replace this regime and clean it up. We don't survive past 2024. Do you believe that?
5: Uh, I do. And the the problem we have is is twofold. One is the whole geopolitics of communists, China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, uh, but the other one that's going to hit kind of more immediately the American people um, is the economic consequences of Biden economics, and what, what we have here. You know, I'm I'm old enough um, to have been a young adult during the '70s mm-hmm. uh, when we had it was ten years, Glenn, ten years of stagflationary times, which was a combination of, of inflation and slow growth and recession real wages fell. I mean it was these were like times when mortgage rates were like well over ten, twelve percent and stuff like that. So what we have now with the Bidenomics is this kind of massive overspending which has created this fiscal Keynesian stimulus which gives us the illusion that that there's growth and that the unemployment rates low. But it's careening us towards a fiscal cliff because of the massive debt that we're just, I mean, we are putting up record numbers of debt. And so what's happening is the, the mortgage rates and interest rates are, 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 are going up. I mean, 7% over 7% for a 30-year fix. But if you try to get like a homeowner line of credit right now, it's 10% already. And then what that's doing at the commercial sector, it's wiping out commercial real estate, it's wiping out all these financial sector uh, banks and organizations that make money on deals. And and there's no end in sight. And the only way the Fed thinks it can solve the problem is by putting blue-collar people out of work to stop wage price spirals. And so that's all unfolding. It never would have happened during the Trump years because we understood kind of, the difference between structural engines of growth which are good and and keynesian ones uh, which can get you into a whole world of hurt well it, so so th- there's all of that going on and it's a stock market i mean <laughs> it's well not let's pretty- get to,
1: let's get to that here in just a second and and peter it's not that you guys understood it it it's that they are trying to dismantle the capitalist system they it's not that they don't even know how to run it which they don't they are opposed to it and dismantling all of it. This is, I think this is the biggest heist in human history. Back with more from Peter Navarro in just a second. The Glenn Back Program. What if I told you that it's not only possible to get rid of your pain that you've been carrying around for so long, but you could actually potentially go back to feeling the way you used to? Remember those days back when you didn't have to check with your body? Just to make sure you're be able to last through the day. I used to suffer from horrible pain uh, all the time and my hands were so bad. But relief ch- uh, factor changed that I can now paint. I'm learning to play the piano uh, and I don't I don't have the pain in my hands. I never would have even considered that five years ago three-week quick start is only 1995 it's a trial pack it's not a drug but it was developed by doctors more than a million people have bought relief factors quick start and about 70 percent of them go on to order more get relieffactor.com now or call 800 the number four relief get the 1995 three-week quick start again that's relieffactor.com 800 the number four relief relief factor feel the difference relieffactor.com
0: You've seen what the media is doing. Now is the time to push back. Join Blaze TV, blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn.
1: Peter Navarro uh, joins us. Peter Navarro was with the Trump administration. Former assistant to president Trump, White House trade advisor, he was behind our China policy at data. and and uh, and a lot of the good things that happened to our economy happened through Peter Navarro. Uh, we're glad to have him on uh, today's uh, broadcast. I, I Peter, I, before we move on, let me just ask you: um, in the 1980s, we had the same kind of policies from Jimmy Carter, and we had we had to jack up interest rates to 19% to be able to suck all that money back in and destroy it. There's a lot more money in the system now, and we're still spending like crazy. What is it going to take? Can this be conquered at this point?
5: Well, let me tell you the most important action item for your listeners right now. Um, The debt limit debate is happening as we speak and it's probably our last exit ramp before the presidential election to force the democrats to cut back on some of that massive spending they've baked in to our economy right now it's just destructive spending because it's it's debt financed it's inflationary it's going to just overburden everything right that's kind of what we can do right now you know let kevin mccarthy know no deals with the democrats this is the time to cut back or you know take the money away so they gave the irs take the money away from these these um, ev mandates there's just a whole bunch of stuff we shouldn't be spending on because we don't have the money glenn because we have don't have the money if this is what happened in the 1970s um is they just kept kept and make mistakes after mistakes after some of the mistakes and it was the same scenario they were overspending Keynesian stimulus to stimulate an economy that was suffering but then it created inflation so the fed kept raising interest rates and you're absolutely right i mean 19 percent how you tell people that go ahead you tell people that mortgage rates were like at ten or twelve or fifteen percent just a few decades ago, and they look at it so right. like it's crazy. Right? Like we've had it so good for so long, which, but that's all another story entirely. But look, this is this is financial Armageddon. You know, one of the things I do is, is like uh, the, the, I'm not giving stock market advice, but I've always, as an economist, forecasted. The stock market, because it's a leading indicator of the economy. Right, and right now we're on the verge of, of a market correction. The last five weeks have been just just a nightmare in the S and P 500. And what's happening is both Main Street and Wall Street are going to get clobbered. The only people who make money on on this misery are the big hedge fund program traders who will make billions regardless if the market's going up and down because they can play both sides. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody else. I mean, people who are working for a living right now are going to see wage increases, but inflation is going to eat most or all uh, or more of that away that take that to the bank. And then people with their five 401ks and IRAs and things like that. Hey, that we we did a beautiful thing during the Trump years building up the stock market. And it's just, I mean, people look at that stuff and they go, wow, that's going to take me another five years now before I can retire. Well, guess what? It's going to be another 10 years at the rate we're going. So, the point here, I think, is elections matter and we need somebody to understand how economies grow. And it ain't the guy in the office right now.
1: Okay, so so help me out on this, Peter. Um, yeah. I know that Donald Trump always bets on the future. He always, and, and it's smart. I mean, I when I buy a house i try to keep within reason but i bet on i'm going to do better down the road and this won't break my back even at this time but it'll be a lot easier as i as i grow um and i think that's the way donald trump looks at the economy he doesn't mind spending money if we're going to grow past it however we are we're way way out of whack he wasn't the best on spending. Can we count on um, him to do spending cuts?
5: Yeah, you, you have to. I mean, he's crazy. Like, let start with the EV mandates. I mean, they are basically the full employment act for communist China. Okay? Why would you do that? Why, why would you do that? And, and the reason why the Bidenites do it is because they worship at a, at a global altar uh, where they don't understand the economic implications of their utopian green new deal. They just don't get it. They just don't get it. I mean, AOC is as is, is blank upstairs on ec- economics um, a- as you can ever imagine. And these are the people leading us, Glenn. You know, elections have consequences. Now when it's, if Trump gets in in 2025, um, absent, look, Right now, right now, over the next 30 days, we've got a chance to at least negotiate some of that excess spending now.
1: Okay. Okay. So tell me, because tell the uh, average person why the government shut down, you shouldn't fear it.
5: Because the alternative is the continued reckless spending that's going to destroy this country as we know it. And that's not hyperbole. That's just fact. That's just fact. If you I, look, you got to remember Biden, as Vice President Obama, in eight years doubled the national debt from ten to twenty trillion. Okay, think about that, ten to twenty trillion. They doubled it in their eight years. What Biden is doing to the debt as we speak is going to be even worse than that. And we're only like what three years into this, not yet. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, and it's all. Loaded in there, and and McCarthy, good God, I don't know what that man was thinking when he agreed to everything he agreed to him and McConnell. It's like it, it was a it was you know the the corporate uniparty basically pushing us that. So my point here, Glenn, I, I want to make people action. You know, they want to give them some action. It's like tell the Congress um, to cut back on their spending as part of the debt limit deal. And don't fall prey to the sky's falling crap that's happening uh, that they're, they're, they're going to say is going to happen and it's, it's very simple
1: so you see a uh, a crash coming or not a crash but a correction coming in the stock market um, how long well,
5: one man's correction is another man's crash right. we're losing we're going to lose anywhere from 15 to 30 percent of value in the holy 100 we've already lost. Look, the last five weeks, um, you know, we're down another percent today as we speak. I mean, you know, maybe a positive, but look, um, why would the stock market go up other than the fact that we've been throwing too much money, money. fiscally into it? And there's just right. a lot of money sloshing around. Okay. It's a, it's a faux bull market. Okay. It's just, it's a faux bull market. How, how, Seriously, full stop?
1: how much time does the dollar have? as as the global world reserve currency and actually being something that uh has value
5: well there's two competing forces there and, and it's like the Kentucky Derby you know like you can watch them kind of kind of going around the track on the one hand you've got all the rogue nations that don't want to get sanctioned by the US government for their bad behavior trying to establish their own currency Was principally the common is Chinese currency, and that's the BRIC countries. You got, you got Russia, you got China, you've got all the oil emirates who don't want to be on the dollar. You got India stabbing us in the back, and from a population standpoint, it's it's well over half of the world. Right. Right. Um. So that's going on, but the the problem is also for people who want to get sucked into that, that, that has its own risk. So, you know, the dollar, it, it's, it's kind of like, like the, the lesser of, of all the evils, right? Even though things are getting more and more unstable here, they continue to get even more unstable in the world. I mean, you look at communist China, right? It's like money, corporate money, except dumb Elon Musk, the smartest, dumbest guy I've ever seen. He's like <laughs> a lot of that corporate money is coming out of China now because they know that China's about to invade taiwan you know maybe tomorrow maybe next year certainly within the next five years what's that going to do <laughs> it's going to put a, a you know there's are going to be seasoned tesla plants uh there when that happens and it's going to hit the fan so point is you ask me where this dollar goes it's like well it's it still has attractiveness because everywhere else has so much unattractiveness, but China's coming hard with their brick zone on us. And look, um, people to preserve their wealth, to protect their job, they need to be financially and economically market literate. And and that's a tall order, okay? Because I've got good friends now who look at their 401k and it's like they've lost, you know, like a third of it. And they, they ask me, I go, I look at it, I go, wow, your stockbroker's got you in highly speculative investments and you're, you're 55 years old. What? Why do you do that? Right. Well, you know, that's right. what these guys do. So anyway, I, I don't want to be Mr. Gloom and Doom. I'm not bad guy, okay? I'm, right. I, I know that's me. That's my job. <laughs> I this country is the strongest in the world, but, but under proper stewardship.
1: And I can't think
5: of of somebody worse Running the White House right now than Joe Biden because everything he is doing is wrong geopolitically and economically. So, in terms of what you can do in the short term, it's like call your congressman and say, "Hey, reduce the spending or don't vote for that debt limit increase." Okay, that that's that's the deal. It's like we got to cut trillions off future spending or or we're going to be in trouble. Okay. Um, and then in the meantime, 2024, November 2024, pick 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 your candidate. You know who mine is. It's Donald John Trump. And, and Glenn, thank you for the defendpeter.com plug. There, defendpeter.com. dot com. I you know I see this in real time, and it, we've already had a bunch of donations come in. It, it's helpful. And by the way, the site that you can go to, you can also send your prayers, and those are much much welcome as well. defendpeter.com. dot com.
1: Peter, thank you very much. Godspeed. You're a patriot, sir. Thank you. You're a patriot. Peter Navarro, defendpeter.com. If you were listening uh, last hour, I said I was going to share some things with you. I've moved that to the top of the hour so we could finish our conversation with Peter Navarro. Um, let me tell you about our sponsor. Kind of good timing. Goldline. If you're like millions of Americans right now, sing in the Bidenomics blues, your family budget isn't just tight. It's suffocating. As he said, have you looked at your 401k? In 2022, Americans saw the most significant drop in real median income in 12 years. High inflation is devouring your paycheck. To put a number on that, we're talking about a 7.8% inflation rate, which is literally the highest we've seen since the year of 1981. Bills are piling up. Listen, listen. If you have some money saved with all this turbulence, may I please come close to begging you to look into gold or silver? I'm not saying it's right for you. It is for my family. It's tried and tested, and it is what the world always goes back to in the end. Goldline has an offer that's hard to resist this week for every full ounce of fractional gold eagles uh, purchased. You're going to receive one free tenth ounce platinum St. Helena Trust Series coin. Don't let this deal goes uh, go by. Uh, Pick up the phone and call them now. Just get the information. Call them at 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. Glenn Beck. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. Meet the candidates. Our podcast uh, continues with uh, Ron. Uh, uh,
3: yeah, that's exact. I knew this was going to happen. I
1: knew it. <laughs> Is this I a
4: not- yeah. Oh, Mr. Trump trumper over here putting put Peter Navarro on the air for forty minutes. Won't talk to Ron DeSantis. No, ignores everything about Ron uh, DeSantis. Okay. How come you won't talk to Ron DeSantis? Hey, baby?
1: primary, primary guy. Yeah, primary guy. What? Let me just say, meet the candidates. Yeah. The podcast series continues yeah, with I Ron got DeSantis.
0: Donald Trump. D- Ron I
1: DeSantis mean... oh. today. How come you will not talk about Doug Hey, Thank you, primary guy. Uh, Meet the Candidates uh, podcast series uh, continues with Ron DeSantis, who's going to be in the studios later this afternoon. Uh, It will air first for Blaze TV subscribers tonight at 9 p.m. and on my YouTube channel and wherever you get your podcasts this Saturday. By the way, I want to remind you that the podcast series is open to all presidential candidates, Uh, I would love to do one with President Biden. Uh, We've extended an invite to everybody campaigning. uh, Donald Trump, RFK Jr. I would love to have RFK Jr. on. He was supposed to come on and then, then scheduling conflicts. I'd love to have him on. Love to have him on. Sure would be riveting sure that would be a riveting interview. and Stu is not gonna be in the studio <laughs> no Stu really is i don't like you've him. never gotten
0: past and again like how how long do we have to keep playing this game like he's competitive here like he's he's down by, he's down by what 60 points in this race yeah I notice you'll <laughs> take
1: down rfk but you won't say a word about biden oh about how
4: come you <laughs> this is the season we right no, i know it's, this is
0: it's the season all crazy. Where it's yeah. all crazy everyone goes nuts during primary season everyone complains hey i
4: was on twitter yesterday i was on twitter yesterday notice you first of all notice you don't call it x.com thanks a lot for that but secondarily i saw an interview and you haven't commented on it yesterday how come you haven't commented on the thing that i saw on the internet why won't you do it why won't you Oh my
0: god. You saw a thing. Good job everybody. You watched something on the internet. Sorry we haven't talked about all your internet viewing yet. You know, can uh, I just tell you
1: the reason drives me nuts. the reason I hired Stu originally is because he was the one that was going to calm me down. He was going to be the one that was, you know, that didn't hey, work hey out. slow down, yeah. slow down. I did, look, I'm not good at a lot of things. This is
0: just one of them. <laughs> that's,
1: but that's like your main well,
0: job. I, that's, you're the one that <laughs> employs me. Uh, I, I, it's your judgment at stake.
1: I'm not going to fire myself.
0: <laughs> the Glenn Beck Program. of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
1: Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. Sure, I know it feels like everything's out of control, right? Am I right? You know, the federal government just cut the razor wire on our southern border here in Texas yesterday. You know, there are just 4,000 Venezuelans on the other side, uh, along with 14,000 other people. But sure, that feels like a country out of control, but I'm sure it's not, you know. Uh, You know, uh, we got a constitution. We're a constitutional republic, democracy thing, and it's working out well for us. So what do we do about it? I'll tell you in 60 seconds. First of all... I am so much into the history um, uh, of our nation and our family, and I will tell you, when I found out that uh, I had a great-great-uncle and a great-great-grandfather die in the notorious southern prison camp of uh, of uh, Andersonville, and actually only one of them died. They, my grandfather, he, he lived, but was never the same. Um, it changed me it changed me it gave me i don't know deeper roots in where i come from and that we stood against slavery and they fought and suffered that meant something to me and only when you find that do you understand what i'm talking about well I'm into history and I'm trying to preserve as much as I can, and that includes my own family history. My family has never been really good at keeping records and history. Well, who's got all of the pictures of my grandparents and their life? I I don't know. I don't know, I don't think we have them. You have to be the historian for your family, and all of the pictures, all of the videotapes, everything that you've had, those fade videotapes are only supposed to last 10 years and if they've been sitting in your attic your garage or your basement you're kind of screwed with them you've got to digitize them right away legacy box is here to help you do that legacybox.com back if you order the box now you'll save 40 percent, and you send it in whenever you're ready now it's an easy process it's all done here in america it's everything done by hand and they'll send you back all of the original copies plus the digitized version so you can save it for generations. So they know what your family was like. They know what life was like in America at some point. Legacybox.com slash Beck. Legacybox.com Beck. Now, I don't know. It feels like the world might be a little bit out of control. I want to give you this South Carolina man. His name is Randolph White. He uh, he gave the local TV station a reenactment of of the F thirty five flying past him uh, just before it crashed. Here it is.
4: Uh, in the bathroom taking a shave, and I heard a,
5: a screeching, saw of between a screech and a whistle. Help! I
4: said, "What in the world is this?" And
5: I <laughs> See my whole
0: house, sure. White says guy. he didn't realize it was a plane at the time, so he didn't
5: call anybody. The first thought came to me, I said,
6: must what's the sports,
5: a meteorite coming out of space or something? And I said, Well, if the airplane it need to be reported, but the, the thing was flying just
1: too low. Hmm. I love that guy.
0: I love him too. I, I want him to get a new. It. I want him to get a, a network television oh, show. I do.
1: I want him. To, <laughs> I just can listen and tell stories all day. Just tell me stories. Just yeah. tell me things that happened in yeah. your life. Tell me F thirty five thing again. But yeah. you got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love that.
0: And so is is he wearing a tactical vest? There, I don't know what uh, he was the, wearing. It, he's wearing like a sun hat. Yeah, that you wear like while mm. you're farming or something. And yes then he's and then also a tactical. Vest.
6: i don't know know what's happening
0: i don't whatever is
1: happening in this person's world i want to know more about it (laughs) (laughs) because it would be less confusing than what's happening in all of our world like
0: if tomorrow you told me i could pay 20 bucks to go watch a documentary on him Knowing just what I know from the last thirty seconds, I'd I would be it. there.
1: I would do I'd it. I'd be first in I'd line to buy a ticket. I do it. I want to know. Let me ask you if this makes sense to you. Could you please play cut six? This is Joe Biden uh, meeting Bibi Netanyahu. Now watch. I've it over forty years, and
4: uh, Our friendship goes a long way and can uh, take. Us what a long the
1: hell way. did he just do? Could you just play <laughs> this again and describe? Watch I've the president it over forty years, and. Uh, our friendship goes a long way and can <laughs> take us a long Wait. way. Uh-huh. Yeah. Could you describe what he just did? Do it again. Play it again. You describe it here Stu. They're sitting together.
0: Yeah, he does the uh the the cross. The
1: sign of the cross.
0: Honest ch- yeah. Yeah. On he's a chest. Catholic
1: thing. He Yeah. Yeah. That that's really not probably the thing to do with the Prime Minister of Israel. You know, I don't know if he ever saw the end of Fiddler on the Roof. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great, you know, not a great uh, history there, hmm. but uh, he's making the sign of the cross. And, uh, and I, you know, I think that, no, no, that makes sense. Last night, it makes more sense than what he did at a fundraiser. Last night, um, the president told a story about how he... Why he first got in to uh, run for president in 2017, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, and he said, well, I, I I got into it because of right. Charlottesville. Right, Charlottesville. That was his big... He, now, he, we should point out before we get to the
0: actual news content of the story that... Over and over again it has been uncovered that he was not telling the truth about this. Mm. He was not actually inspired by Charlottesville. This was a lie. Uh, of a lie that we was a convenient know lie. I, well, I just thought I didn't. <laughs> yeah, just we in case know someone that. missed that part of the story, <laughs> no. the story itself is not actually true. <laughs> right. It's important to note. We that. expect. i I shouldn't have even okay. interrupted.
1: Yes, thanks. So then he tells the story, and I'm sure it was electrifying. Oh yeah. And then. He stops, and he tells the story again, almost verbatim.
0: This is not according to some right-wing outlet. This is the White House pool report on this that said he told the exact same story a couple of minutes later, almost word for word. Yeah. That's not the the number one sign of a healthy brain.
1: (laughs) No, no, but I think it might be contagious. I want to just... Remember what we just talked about. He had no idea, no idea that he had just said that. Listen to this from yesterday in Congress. Cut three. Listen to this.
2: Have you had personal contact with anyone at FBI headquarters about the Hunter Biden investigation?
3: Uh, don't re- I, don't, I don't recollect the answer to that question, but the <laughs> FBI works for yeah. the Justice Department. It's. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You don't part.
1: recollect. You don't recollect whether you've talked with anybody at FBI headquarters about an investigation of the president's son.
3: I I don't believe that I did.
1: Mm-hmm. So it might be something. It could be a new thing of COVID. Maybe the new, the new you know latest version of COVID. A long COVID maybe knocks out the lo- memory. Knocks out the memory because it seems to be it seems to be happening. Uh, it's a very
0: interesting. By, by the way, uh, this is mainly for Blaze TV subscribers. But do you notice that? The, It seems like Mila Kunis is sitting behind the congressman in that clip. Have you noticed this? Look, I swear it's not. I don't think it's actually her, but it could definitely be her sitting behind the congressman randomly in the middle of this clip. And would make sense. Maybe this is her penance for, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, writing a nice letter about Danny Masterson. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, Now she has to sit behind Republicans on TV. Well, there you go. Mm -hmm. Um, Does it feel like you can't control anything? Does it feel like that? <laughs> like everything is out of control. Your school is out of control. Your kids are out of control. Society's out of control. Disney is out of control. Your bank account is out of control. The spending is out of control. The border, I don't know. I want it closed. It's open. Uh it seems like a, a lot of people in a country want it closed. Even people who vote differently want it closed. But it's open. I really don't want Antifa in the streets, but they're there. I'd like people to follow the Constitution, but I, they don't. They don't. Um, I don't want to see a kid sterilized, a baby killed, a family broken. I don't think we should be cutting breasts off of, you know, young adults. I, I, just me. But it's happening. And it's becoming more and more frustrating, at least for me. It's becoming very frustrating because I think we're running out of time. And, uh, you know, I'm always bad on timing. And I don't think I've ever been bad on timing where it was like, oops, it just happened. Uh, I'm usually wrong. I'm usually way ahead of the curve, which gives me some some now gives my wife sleep doesn't really help me. But all I can do and all you can do is inform, educate, warn, organize. But at the end of the day, yeah, not, we're not in control. And that makes you feel hopeless at times. No way out. No way out. So what's the antidote to hopelessness? It's found in the serenity prayer, really. Find the things you can control and know the difference between the two. What can you control? You. That's pretty much it. You. And I know, I mean, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so <laughs> there is lots of lots of years there I couldn't control myself. And there's flashes of that now uh, from time to time while I'm reading the news and I'm on the air. Eh, can't control myself. But yes, I can. Because it's the only thing I, I can do. I bring this up because we're coming into the holiest day of the Jewish calendar, the Day of Atonement, which I absolutely love. The Jewish traditions are so great. We're currently uh, are we're currently in what is called the Days of Awe. And it's time for the whole community to prepare and ask for God's forgiveness and mercy. That's the Day of Atonement. You you atone for everything you've done wrong. So while you're preparing to ask God's forgiveness and mercy, you seek reconciliation with your fellow man. Now, this is an ancient Jewish teaching that says, on the Day of Atonement, there's no forgiveness from God for your sins you know, that you've committed against another man until you've sought the forgiveness from the person you wronged directly. Now, I'd like to add, The really, really ancient, um, ancient version of this from Bill W. That's like, unless that's going to make things worse. (laughs) You know, if you're wrong somebody, you need to go into, unless it's like, why you son of, and then it just makes everything worse. You do what you can. This is what Jesus was talking about. You know, Jesus, a lot of people are shocked by this. But I'm going to let you know a secret. Jesus was a Jew. Yeah, he was. I know, I know, I know. Take a pill or something. Calm down. But Jesus was a Jew. And this is what he was talking about. He said, if you're on your way to give a gift to God and you're not at peace with your brother, go reconcile with your brother first. Then go back and give the gift to God. I don't know about you, but we got to get back to God. But right now, a lot of us are just a mess. We're a mess. We're flying off the handle. We're saying things to our own family because they said it first. We're, we're, we are, we're third graders. And the only thing that is going to solve all of this is the peace of Christ, is the peace that you get. From your faith in God. Because when you do, you go, to, you go to your fellow man, you fix it as best as you can. And then you go to God and say, I tried to fix it. Uh, he's even more pissed now, but I tried the best I could. Forgive me. And then, God willing, he does the rest. But we at least have to wash our hands. Because can you, you know, Before you come to the table, can you just wash your hands, wash your face? Is that too much to ask? Yeah. It's really not. It's really not. This is the reason why this problem is so hard to fix is because we keep expecting a man to step in and fix it. This problem is way too deep. Way too deep. You know, I had somebody arguing the Constitution with me the other day, and they were like, we don't need to go back to the Constitution. Constitution won't work. Really? That won't work. You know, even even the founders said, you know, it's it's wholly inaccurate or wholly inadequate for a, a people that are, you know, not spiritual. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it was, um, you know, if you're not morally and religiously centered, it's not going to work. So we know that. They're right. It's not going to work. So his idea? we got to get rid of it and try to do something else. Well, you know, why don't we try something that we haven't tried for 100 years, living by those rules and getting ourselves back into where we are supposed to be? When the whole world feels like a mess, clean up your life first. Just clean it up first. If we all do that, if we really try to treat each other like children of God, and that you are my brother, I am your brother, you're my sister. We are, I don't care how we voted. We are our family. We are the human family. We're the American family. And if we just treat each other like that, Things will get better. We won't clean it all up. But we'll do our best. And leave the rest to God. You have a choice as to what you're going to feed your family. Giving them the best isn't always the easiest thing, especially food prices being as high, high as they are right now. Here's the good news. You can at least give them the best when it comes to the meat you buy. When you use Good Ranchers, if you subscribe to any of their monthly meat boxes, you're that doesn't sound good, does it? Hey, I got got a monthly meat box. I don't think I want to know that, (laughs) especially if you have a German accent. Uh, You're you're going to get two years of free ground beef right now. That's one hundred and forty four meals you don't have to pay for. How about extra values as well? Since good ranchers spends their own money to provide 10 meals for every box, it's just the way they want to do business. That means they give out 240 meals over the course of your subscription. That's the spirit that we should all be living under. That's the spirit of the parallel economy. That's the spirit of America. So head on over to GoodRanchers.com and use the promo code Beck for $25 off any box. Plus, you're going to get two years of free ground beef with your order. Do some serious good for yourself, your family, and others by having American meat delivered to your door from GoodRanchers.com. Use the promo code Beck, save $30 off GoodRanchers.com promo code Beck. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, some good news. Um, Zelensky's going to the Pentagon. Uh, he's going to meet there. And I hope we show him some secrets and stuff. Uh, you know, hey, we don't, we don't have any more money to give you. Congress won't do that. But here's how we build nuclear weapons. I mean, that would be good, wouldn't it? I mean, sure. It'd be helpful, I'm sure. Sure it would. Sure it would. Of course, Ukraine had nuclear weapons, and they gave them back to Russia. Uh, at, our, at, at our request, yes.
0: Coast. shouldn't hey, have done that you, you know what here's the, the rule i have if you're running a country if you happen to be listening to the show and running a country today you have nuclear weapons keep them keep them don't yeah. give them up south africa yeah you're another example of this mm. you have them don't give them up because it doesn't put you in a better position no. even if you promise to never use them just stash mm. them away and act like you have them yeah because yeah. Uh, honestly it's never a good you see what happened with ukraine when they don't have them anymore
1: yeah this is, uh, Even a, when they start to leak and stuff, and the guy <laughs> who's been protecting them comes out, he has no teeth, no hair, and only one eye, you still say, nope, they're in perfect condition. They could fly at any time. Exactly. Yeah. A hundred percent, that's what you do. That's what you do. That's exactly that's what you, do. What, you yeah. do. what? The three-eyed goldfish? What are you talking about? Now, Poland has now said it's no longer going to supply Ukraine with any weapons. Wait a minute. Hold it. What? They're pulling out. Now they're pulling out over what an agricultural
0: dispute of yeah. some sort. Okay,
1: so yes, I have not. And it's kind of a big deal. Okay, because um, you know uh, Ukraine has so much grain and Russia is blocking all of it. They've just shipped it to Europe and you know just gouged Flooded the prices
0: the to, to the yeah, to the West, right? right and okay. so
1: now all the farmers <laughs> in like, Poland are like, wait, we we have no money.
0: I mean, this is a really impossible spot for both of these countries, I oh, would yeah, suppose. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. I mean, I, 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 this is just, I don't know, it seems self-evident, but if Poland thinks that they can stop giving weapons because they're apparently less concerned about Russia's advance than the grain imports, perhaps we don't need to be doing this. Yeah, I'm just saying. I, Because I, I, I so, do think there's some U.S. interests in, in, in what happens here. here but here, I, if Poland doesn't
1: see it that way and they're right there maybe we should reconsider it a little bit i think we have some interest in it but not what we're doing yeah i mean that's the line yeah right uh i mean it's unsustainable and what we're doing right now good news is it looks like mccarthy said no to a joint session of congress for Zelensky to make another pitch for more money good good i don't believe you mccarthy but good now stand up and do not allow an omnibus bill to go through. The Glenn Beck Program. Well, it's unfortunately the case the events of 9-11 didn't stop taking lives on 9-12. The generation that's growing up right now knows almost nothing about it. It's sad, but true. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute was formed specifically because... They're not teaching this anymore. And so the Tunnel to Towers Institute, they are helping educate kids from kindergarten through the 12th grade about the darkest day in our nation's history. No, no, not January 6th, but 9-11. Their nonfiction first-person accounts are told through videos in Discovering Heroes book series. They're moving true stories that can help a new generation of kids to never forget what we went through and why. This institute offers a full curriculum, social studies, lessons, activities, background for teachers, speakers for the classroom, access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, loved ones. They even have a mobile exhibit. If you would like to help prepare the next generation to understand America, and educate, please donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers, T2T.org. The number two, That's T2T.org. Get
0: early access to Glenn's interview with Ron DeSantis on blazetv.com slash Glenn. The oh, promo no, code is Glenn.
1: Interviewing Gerald R. Ford. <laughs> Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to play a highlight from yesterday with the attorney general testifying in front of the House committee. Uh, This this is some of I'm going to only play about a minute of it. You have to look it up. We'll tweet it out. This is the most satisfying five minutes I've heard in a long time. It's uh, Representative Victoria Spartz. She grew up in the Soviet Union and she had a thing or two to get off her chest. Listen to this.
6: Attorney General, you had a very moving statement about your grandparents coming here uh, from Belarus to live in the country without fear of prosecution. I grew up in a very similar country, Ukraine now, and when I came here as a young person, I believed in the value as an American not to be afraid of my government. But I wanted to tell you, and I want to share with you, and get your thoughts on that. Are you aware that a lot of Americans are now uh, afraid of being prosecuted by your department? Are you aware about that?
3: I think that uh, constant attacks on the department and saying no, it's that- It's not
6: the attacks, the... Well, let me, let me give you an example. I don't you know talk what... about January 6th. People, I'm sorry. sorry? Some people came on January 6th. There probably were some people that came on January 6th here, you know, that had bad intent, but a lot of good Americans from my district came here because they're sick and tired of this government not serving them. They came with strollers and the kids, and there was chaotic situation because the proper security wasn't provided. That's a question that was answered really why. Why we debated for 45 minutes on the floor and didn't stop the debate after the people broke into the Capitol. But these people came, they were throwing the smoke bombs into the crowd with strollers with kids. People were showed up, you know, FBI agent to people's houses. You had in my district, in my town, FBI phone numbers all over the district. Please call. Call that. People are truly afraid. I just want to make sure if you're not aware that you are. And this is a big problem when people are afraid of their own government.
1: He went on to give a non answer answer, and don 't think it moved uh, him very much, but it certainly moved me and uh, Congresswoman Sparts is uh, with us now Hi Victoria
6: Hi, thank you for having me i
1: I have to tell you i i thank you there are There are Americans, and then there are the Americans that really understand what we 're up against, and they 're usually the ones that have come from a communist country, a communist China, Vietnam, or anywhere in the uh, former Soviet Union. You know what's happening. And, uh, and for him not to respond to you, I, you know, George Washington said, uh, you know, when the, um, when the government fears the people, there's liberty. When the people fear the government, there's tyranny. And we're there.
6: Well, I'll be honest with you, Glenn. You know maybe I came with idealistic ideas because I read about the America from Alexis de Tocqueville and Friedman and Hayek and grown up when, you know in a failed system and known what at stake, I probably was a little bit young and naive, but I'm not going to accept one thing. I'm not going to accept for this republic to fail because. If we become a dictatorship and we are moving in that direction, there is no hope for anyone else in the world. And I will tell you something. That is very dangerous. We can have a difference in opinion, and it's okay. It's healthy to have a difference in opinion. But when people are afraid to express their opinion, that is called dictatorship. This was exactly under totalitarian dictatorship of communists in Soviet Union where people were afraid to express an opinion. No, we don't have a right uh, you know to hurt each other, but we have a right to stand an opinion. We don't have a right to harm each other. And but we do do have a right to disagree with the government. That is the core fundamentals of this republic. If people are not willing to come, listen, I don't like that people come and scream me in town halls. I don't like that people disagree with me. But if I I'm going to go to this office. I have to hear the people. And where we are right now as a country, the frustrations of the people are real. The Gis government is not serving the people. We have a big machine that's serving big money, and people are sick and tired, and we are bankrupting our future generation. And a lot of people died for our freedoms. I am not willing to accept it. I know it's hard. I know there's battles. You know, not easy, but we have to win them. We'll lose this war. And, you know... I'm telling you, sometimes maybe, you know, being young and idealistic, you know, it's bad. But sometimes, you know, coming here is like you put a frog in the hot water. You know, I came here and I believed in all of the value Americans. And I truly believe we are not going to destroy our republic. This is the greatest country ever existed in the history of the world. And we as Americans are going to get together to save it. No, so, but what the Department of Justice is doing is, is disgrace.
1: Um I, I, we need more people like you in the House and the Senate, and you're not going to run for re election to the House and there were hopes that you would run in Indiana for Senate, but you're not gonna do either of those things. You're just you're getting out of politics.
6: Well, I need to regroup or invigorate and really spend more time to get more Americans because this government don't underestimate still the power of Americans. Listen, with all of the bad things, I probably wouldn't be where I am, you know, if it wouldn't be for the American people. I fought my own party more than the other party. I didn't yeah, even I have time for them. So I was here only because good, hardworking American stood with me and fought against my own party with me, Americans that care about that. And we need to get more Americans to understand what is at stake and talk to them. So we have to have more allies. I need to regroup to figure out, you know. I honestly disappointed where my party is and with lack of leadership because, unfortunately, the other side is so far gone. If we don't fight and win, not just be talking head on TV or writing books and go do grandiose state. But actually deliver, and this is a real war, and we need to come off the other side, but it takes leadership, and I'm responsible for my party, and my leadership, you know so I need to figure out how I can regroup and get you know some energy back because I've been for decades fought my own party and another one too. I had some very tough battles, so I'm battle tested, but I think this battle needs to be won with American people and don't underestimate the power I truly believe. These people are afraid of American people. They are afraid of American people. And right now, they're trying to oppress it. But I think American people are very strong and they're not gonna allow Washington DC corruption to take over and destroy the country. So I appreciate that people like you are, you know, listen, I listened for you for a long time, you've been in the trenches. I, I, and, and I don't accept, you know, what they do and they try to really demonize every American. So people are afraid now to come and say to D C Oh my gosh, we'll have to we'll have a peaceful demonstration. Oh no, they'll say we are insurrectionists, we are awful people. Well, This is terrible. This is like dictatorship. I cannot believe it happened in the United States of America.
1: Well, I just wanted to encourage you, because I read um, in, uh, I think this was not a Politico, this was from The Hill, I think, and it said uh, that you never planned on having a long career in politics. I have a lot of my own things I wanted to do in my life, and I'm going to get some stuff done and get the hell out of politics for sure. I appreciate that, but that's something I say to myself almost every day. There's so many things I want to do. I mean, how much, how much longer? And I, we just have to continue to do it if, if that you feel that is the best way to help. So I would like you just to consider a plea from me that if there's any way to run for Senate, if you think you could win, we need... The, I mean, the, you're right. The party is completely uh, off track. Um, let, me, let me switch uh, gears with you on um, Zelensky. <sighs> what is what is happening in the house is this real that we're not going to give the aid uh any more aid until we start getting some answers are we going to hold the line on the budget do you have any idea
6: well let me tell you something it's so unfortunate you know that you know when i last year I was a standalone, and you know, listen, I sometimes feel like, uh, you know, like, we know one woman standing, okay, yeah, but good. it's okay, even if I have to be one woman standing, I will stand there. I'm okay with that. If I'm going to be attacked, I was attacked last summer by Republicans and Democrats. I was dragged through mud on all media when I said, we must demand accountability. You understand what country we're dealing. Mm-hmm. We need to make sure this hard-earned money, Americans are generous people, Americans won a lot of wars and freed a lot of people around the world, but Americans are not. Stupid, and Americans are not going to be betrayed. And we need to know. We need to make sure where this aid goes. We're dealing with very complicated, corrupt countries, and we need to make sure that we have accountability. Or it actually might get in the people that you're trying to fight, because this is a challenge when you have. We saw what's happened in Afghanistan. We saw what's happened with a lot of countries. We failed because we did not have proper accountability and Congress didn't hold executive branch of I cannot believe Congresswoman asking accountability for taxpayers' money, this is being pro-Putin. <laughs> I think not asking is pro-Putin. You know, and I was very disappointed how I was attacked, but it's okay. Listen, I, you know, if I would be offended really easily, I wouldn't survive this fall, right. Okay, I don't get offended that easily. And I held the ground on that. We did a little bit better, but we didn't do it is a good job. And now a lot of Americans are asking questions. And I said, if President Biden needs to make the case, why it is a national interest of Americans, you know, to help Ukraine to win that war and show what is happening. He has not communicated for Congress. There's frustration from both sides forever. He doesn't even come to Congress. You are not going to go to all of this international. They talk about country. I'll be tell you one thing. If Americans don't lead everything is gone. We're the only country, I hate, I hate to say, the only country who can lead around the world. If we're not doing something, everyone's gone. you can do grandiose statement, but if we don't do any actions, nothing is going to happen. I, unfortunately, we don't have strong leadership, you know, and that's why we have all this war. Strong America is actually peace for everyone. That's why we have to keep our country strong and get our act together, you know, otherwise our adversaries included like China will be destabilizing the country. And and that is our responsibility of Republicans. So I think he put himself now in a very tough situation where a lot of Americans are asking right questions. And he needs to figure out now with the Senate how he's going to answer them.
1: Victoria Sparts, uh from Indiana. Uh, Congresswoman, uh, we need more people like you. Um, thank you so much for everything. Hope to talk thank to you again. You.
6: Thank you. Appreciate having me.
1: You bet. I have a friend. Uh, who sounds exactly like that. Uh, the husband is a little softer spoken and she'll just go. I want Ukrainian women and Eastern Bloc women to get to Washington because nothing stops them. Nothing stops them back in just a minute. It's uh, in that moment. Your kid's first football game of the year, the one where you can relax and lose your voice yelling at the same time. It's in that meal sitting around the table, the one that somehow tastes better because the heavy weight of difficult choices isn't breathing down your neck the whole time. It's in all the things you can do with peace of mind because you're not worrying about the house you're buying or selling. Why aren't you worrying? Because you went with real estate agents, I like trust, and you got set up with a top selling agent from your area, one with principles and values and the best business practices. This is my company, and I started it years ago. I found uh, the, the whole buying and selling houses thing so frustrating. I didn't know how. And my brother who started it with me, he didn't know how. And we started working with the 500 best real estate agents, according to the Wall Street Journal, from all around the country, And we learned quickly there are best practices, there are things, and it starts with being a decent human being that is not just trying to make money but actually loves people, loves listening to people, and loves to get them the best deal possible. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Go there now. We'll recommend the best agent, in our opinion, that we can find for you. Um, We've already vetted all these people. If we don't have one in your area, we'll tell you just send us a note realestateagentsitrust.com join the conversation 888-727-BECK the Glenn Beck program Already then, already then. By the way, um, in case you haven't heard, breaking news today: uh, Rupert Murdoch has uh, stepped down as chairman of the board, or whatever the hell he was, um, at uh, Fox News Corp. His his son is going to take over, and his son just absolutely loves conservative politics. Loves it. Huge fan. Huge fan.
0: It's a very boring series finale of Succession. It really <laughs> is. It's like, eh, okay, yeah. so the son just got it, huh? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm. there you go. Who would have seen that coming? Yeah, everyone yeah. kind of knew it was going to be Lachlan, <laughs> and now it is. Yeah. He's been kind of running it for a while, though, right?
1: Yeah, since I, uh, people started noticing changes. Yeah. Yeah, uh, that's uh, about the same time. About the same
0: time. It is interesting that, like, I think Fox obviously has good people that we still like that mm-hmm. are there, but it, they've done a lot to, I think, anger their base and some people have left but uh, there's still a lot of people who just by habit kind of have the thing on all the time.
1: Do you know what the uh the rating was for CNN over the weekend? No it was really bad wasn't it? 55,000 in the demo. Oh my god. 55 that means (laughs) only 55,000 people were watching that At any given time all weekend long. Between the ages of 25 and 54, which is what they care about. Fifty-five thousand.
0: That's those numbers. Just so you, you, to put it in perspective, are way lower than the numbers you were putting up at CNN headline news in two thousand six. Yeah,
1: two thousand six. We'd have like a hundred and thirty or a hundred and fifty, and we felt like total losers. Yeah, we're like, why even? What? <laughs> oh, just that, disconnect the stuff. Unplug the cameras. There's no reason to do it now. Fifty-five for CNN nothing it's incredible it's a ghost town
0: it really is and they've done a lot to make it so
1: and it kind of makes years. me happy yeah no, it doesn't kind of it really
0: it, makes me look happy. i think america would, could use a, a rational news source that covered the news in a fair way that wasn't partisan but that's just not what cnn is even attempting to do i mean they're doing it a little bit better now than a
1: couple of years ago but it's still a catastrophe but nobody's really shooting for that nobody is the glenn back program